0: well it's been a long while since i've done one of these and honestly i don't want to hear it like (laughs) it's been way too long no i have not abandoned podcasting i've not abandoned blog writing um these are things that are huge to me like they're honestly so fulfilling i love sharing my thoughts sharing my ideas and you know sparking conversation and dialogue behind the scenes you know when you guys interact with my posts and have questions and everything like that but yeah i felt like to just give a little disclosure because i mean it's really been you know we're going on like nine months since i've last done a real podcast segment um but you know for everyone who still continuously to ask me even people i'm catching up with on the street and everything like that it's like yo are you still doing your podcast and whatnot like thank you guys you guys have kept the fuel much more than alive um and you know hopefully with this segment i can say we're back i hate for my first segment back to be on a topic that is so saturated but honestly it's so exciting there's so many avenues to discuss it that i can't just i can't just pass out this opportunity just because other people have taken the opportunity you know what i mean like you know, with LeBron have not picked up a basketball because millions of other kids are picking up basketball. Like he felt like, you know, there's something exciting about this sport. And, you know, not saying I'm LeBron or podcasting, but it's a conversation for another day. Um, but what I wanted to discuss, you know, was the inevitability of VR um for the future. And I'm gonna start off just by saying real quick, you know, I'm gonna take the typical, you know. I knew before everybody else to ask, no, but seriously, before all this metaverse stuff, you know, you can go talk to some of my close friends, you can go talk to some of my ex-girlfriends and everything like that. Um, I have felt for years that, you know, VR being extremely prevalent in our society and in our everyday life, so it was inevitable. It was simply inevitable. Um, and obviously, you know, I have my reasons for thinking so. Um, and the main the main thing about it is that one, you know, VR can give everybody a higher quality of life than is possible in reality. And we're already becoming such a pleasure-seeking, fulfillment-seeking society. You know, we've transitioned a lot of us. I can't say the whole world, but in large part, we've transitioned away from you know survival being. The utmost consideration in life to now considering like life enjoyment, pleasure, self-actualization, all of those sorts of things. And if you think about VR, you know, virtual reality, right? The success of that technology is largely dependent to how believable it is. How how much conviction can you believe in a VR experience, you know? And where things become super interesting to me um is how does the technology develop going in the future in terms of how it's able to bring out similar psychological outputs you know that real life experiences would be okay i know i'm already going i'm getting a little bit wordy and everything like that my own ears are bleeding from the shit like i hate to make this podcast sound super nerdy and everything like that sometimes i go into the blog writing but let's break it down a little bit more simply Put it like this: the prevalence of VR is largely dependent on how real those experiences can, can can feel. And you know what are those impacts of those VR experiences on our brain becomes a huge question. For me, you know, I always dreamed about being in the NBA. You know, that would be something if you could just put me there right now somehow it would be such a fulfilling experience for me. You know, obviously there's a conversation that you could have of how long would it be fulfilling without the journey and everything. All of that aside, if you put me in the NBA game, even if it was for one day, that would unquestionably be the highlight of my life. With virtual reality, there's actually an opportunity for me to have that experience to play an nba game to compete against the people i've looked up to and excited like kevin duran and lebron and all these sorts of things right and you know even within vr you know to play something like nba 2k and be that an experience it would be cool on one front but where things get a little bit crazy and get a little bit you know a little bit paradigm shifting is what if we're able to create As a society, what if we're able to create VR at such a high level of technology that neurologically you're actually having the identical experiences as if you were actually to be doing said thing? What if we were able to to give somebody, to give a young woman the experience of holding her newborn child for the first time? And the amount of serotonin, dopamine, and all those neurotransmitters that were to be released were to be identical to the actual real experience. What if you were able to put me into an NBA game and have me competing against Kevin Durant and everything like that, and the neurotransmitters were to be sent out on an identical level as what they would be if that were to actually be my life? Pretty much what I'm asking, you know, is not just in the sense of visual sensations and whatnot but in terms of like actual psychological consequences in terms of like what's actually going on inside of our brains what if we're able to create technology at such a high level that our brain wouldn't even be able to distinguish in terms of its output whether this was a virtual experience or a real life experience would we ever go back to the real world And that's a serious question that i have and i feel like you know it's inevitable that you know vr technology progresses in that direction largely because <laughs> there's probably an infinite cash pool prize waiting for whoever is able to solve that question if you if you're able to do it <laughs> you're automatically a billionaire potentially even a trillionaire you know the nba only allows 450 people in in any regular given season, there's 450 NBA players, right? Half of which don't even see the court no time at all and have no security in that league. What if you we were able to give 10 million kids simultaneously the experience of actually being in the NBA and competing at that highest level? And their brains were to respond to that, you know, In the same way that it would respond to that experience actually being real what would that be worth to people to be able to actually accomplish and live their lifelong dreams what would that actually be worth everything we'd give everything for it and that's just one experience right that's just one experience And now if you're able to create technology at a level that you can combine multiple maximal fulfillment experiences for people and essentially have them living in a matrix, if you will, you know, and everything that's going on up here in terms of the dopamine, the serotonin, all of those neurotransmitters, if we're able to create technology that is so convincing and so powerful, that I could be in VR and hold my newborn child for the first time and be overwhelmed with emotions. What's the need for the real world? What's the need for the real world where we have so much constraints? You know, there's so many unfair power dynamics, all sorts of discrimination going on. You know, you know, people want to be a parent. People want to be a father. They want to be a mother. But for so many different components of their life situation, that may not be a good decision or even possible for them. You know What about a person who's unable to have a child altogether? But more than anything, that's what they want. What if we're able to create a VR technology that gives them that experience, not just visually, because that's where the technology kind of is now. It's just at a sensory level. That's what we think of when we think of VR and everything like that. We talk about the metaverse and everything. All of this is at a sensory level i put on my headset i see things going on i hear things going on you know we're even getting to the point where we can mimic some of the movement and whatever and it's super cool right now because it's novel and eventually it won't be eventually it won't be this exciting when it becomes more and more commonplace and what will developers likely want to do enhance the the the, the realisticness of the experience enhance how a user believes with conviction that experience is really going on. Or maybe I'm not even wording it the right way. Maybe it's not about really, you know, making people be convinced that that's a real experience. You know, that's not what I'm trying to say. Actually, those are are definitely the wrong words for it. But it's just more so a matter of convincing our brains in terms of how it responds. So what if we're able to get things to a certain level that I can put this headset or whatever the meaning for the technology is, if I can put this equipment on and go live out my life, how I really want to live it, you know? An amputee, you give an amputee the ability to experience, you know, running and playing in all of the ways that they're currently unable to what would that be worth to them, right? And so I feel like that's an inevitable direction of VR. And with all of that, I do think, you know, we're going to come to the point where the metaverse or the real, the digital world or whatever you want to call it is actually going to be more important to us than the real world. And I have all sorts of ideas about if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing. Up until this point, I've kind of been talking about things, you know, From the optimistic side um but something that i've considered when i first started thinking about things this way is that like i kind of feel like we're on the edge of really finding out about ourselves and finding out more about how our brains really work and everything like that and i think there'll be a a period will be a little bit disastrous in the sense that you know and some of these topics have been played on in like shows and tv shows and everything like that you know ultra carbon is kind of even one of them but you know what happens for people when they've hinged so much of their aspirations in life to accomplish certain things what happens when they accomplish certain things you know that they've been working so hard that they've been striving for that you know has given them a sense of purpose What happens when they accomplish those things and it doesn't give them the results that they were expected? What if becoming rich doesn't solve all your problems? And what if you're not the happiest person in the world day after day when you've played in the NBA and everything like that? You know, this is something DeMar DeRozan has kind of talked about. You know, he has a line where he said um, he wished more people were rich just so they would know it. it won't solve all their problems. And that they'll still be unhappy. Something along those kind of lines. And, you know, it's interesting because you think about, like, athletes and everything like that. Especially, like, after retirement. You know, they've been at the pinnacle of their sport. Their lifelong dream. They've sustained that pinnacle for so long. And then, you know, we all know the story of father time. They have to retire. A lot of them go through a lot of dark mental episodes. I shouldn't even call them episodes, but just dark times psychologically speaking you know um and i feel like that might be something that gets experienced on a mass level with this vr i think we'll all become a whole lot more pleasure seeking um and then ultimately you know it's gonna it's gonna create a lot of friction you know when a life of being able to do everything you want to do isn't enough where do you go then that's when the real heavy lifting starts When you do accomplish that goal to own 10 properties then what and have the woman of your dreams or the man of your dreams or whatever the case may be everything set the way you want it, the career that you want money that you want the relationships that you want the body that you want all of those sorts of things you know if we, Even if we are able to create technology up to that level and we completely get sucked into this metaverse to the point that the digital world does become our real world, what happens when that's not enough? Where do we go from there? What will be people's go-to strategy for dealing with all of the psychological friction in their lives? There is nothing more to strive for. You have it all. Will we just create another dimension? Because that's what we do up until this point, you know. There's always more. You know, you have everything the way you want financially. Then you might think relation-wise or physically or whatever. We always find another dimension to keep striving for more, which is cool. But it also comes with a place of want and desire. And a lot of times it's hard for people to be in this constant state of not having enough and so i'm not kind of predicted that you know that could come with a a global phenomenon you know where people are kind of faced with the realities of themselves you know and we haven't really on such a mass scale developed the tools for how to actually deal with those frictions we'll call them right and this will be this will be exciting this will be exciting um for the field of psychology as a whole because there's going to be so many changes but it's also such a huge opportunity um for the spotlight to be put on that field because really from that point forward you know the light's going to have to be shined on psychology the light's going to have to be shined on you know things like therapy and not even just to confine it to therapy just the field of psychology as a whole but Trying to understand, like, how do we optimally function in the world that we're in, whether it is digital or in the real world or whatever the case may be, you know, how do we actually maximize our life quality, not just in the tangible and material things, but actually, you know, our deeper sense of self, I guess, or a deeper sense of fulfillment coming from within, right? It'll be it'll it'll be very interesting to see, but I mean we have a long course up until that point. Um, and I think the driving force that's gonna bring us towards there is everything that we're seeing with VR and the metaverse. That's gonna be coming even faster than people anticipate. As much as it's completely surrounded around buzz with buzz and everything like that right now, um I still don't think more than a few of us can really you know anticipate how fast all of this is going to develop um and maybe i'll drop another i'll drop another segment at some point to kind of discuss you know how so many of us up until up to a certain extent have already been living in the metaverse um i was talking with a couple of friends caught out with shout out to Herman and shout out to Libed um my brothers but We're having a conversation and one of my friends was saying that, you know, he doesn't understand NFTs and everything like that and was wondering like if we're into it. Um, And I'm not in from any investment perspective or anything like that. Um, I am often interested in advancements and technology and everything like that. Um, And so the thing that I said, it was like, you know, you played Need for Speed, right? And like, imagine the perspective of, of your mother as you play Need for Speed. Not only are you playing this game where you're driving around and you're so entertained by by it, playing on it for hours and hours on end, you know, but imagine her perspective of seeing you spend, you know, 45 minutes customizing a car. Why? Why don't you just go race? You know, it's already a a jump for her to understand video games as a whole, but then to understand why would he take 45 minutes just to, change the look of your car in a racing game, right? That doesn't even affect how you really race, right? Um, for people, you know, that have played like RPG games, shout out to RuneScape is what I used to play, you know, we're already familiar with the idea of like, it's almost like a part of your identity is into your character, into your account or whatever the case may be in terms of how they look, how they're styled, but also their skill levels and all these things that obviously only exist in this limited space in this tiny digital world, right? Um, still it was influential. We would spend, you know, countless hours, you know, changing the looks and upgrading skills and all these sorts of things. And now it's even come to the point now with things like Fortnite and Valor and everything like that, where people are buying skins, you know, where they're changing, they're actually spending real world money to change how their gun looks and it doesn't change anything to do with their performance in the game at all right which already that would be hard to understand for some people paying to improve their performance but now we're talking about paying to change appearance and it just all comes down to really it's like branding right even the sweater that i'm wearing right now with a nike you know you offer this sweater to me for 50 dollars i think that's a steal you offer me this sweater without the Nike logo for $25. And I'm like, hmm, maybe not 25 for all the inflation that's going on these days. Maybe that would still be a good deal. But you get what I'm saying. You take off the Nike logo, try to sell it to me for $40. And I'm like, are you crazy? Right? And it just comes down to branding, really, at the end of the day. You know, whether I accept it consciously or not you know, there's a certain value that I place on this Nike logo that I'm comfortable spending money on it, even though functionally it's, it's no different than what it would be without the logo. Us transitioning into the, into the metaverse and everything like that is really just those same emotions and the same values we place on the branding and you know, why someone's excited to wear like Louis Vuitton or whatever the case may be. Now this is just being applied to the digital world. When you're running around on Valerie or you're running around with Fortnite, there's a certain essence of cooler value, let's say I don't even know, elevated value to see somebody running around with a certain a certain skin. Right? This is like a real life skin. The metaverse comes with its digital skins. And so, you know, that's the that's the big shift. Like You know, I, I'm not on the playgrounds obviously now, but I can imagine, you know, like, if not now, maybe in the next five years, you know, kids may not be nearly as concerned to be like rocking the newest Jordans or anything like that. Right. It might be, you know, what's, what's your avatar look like in the metaverse that becomes a new, Ooh, I came to school September 1st, with a brand new pair of Jordans. You know what I mean? Um... That seems to be the direction that we're going. So it's going to take a big shift for us to just understand that, you know, the precursors for all these experiences and everything that's coming in the metaverse are already here. We already pay more money, you know, just for the branding of something. And now it's just a matter of the digital world is now becoming almost as important and eventually likely more important than the real world. So a lot of our same emotions and our same subconscious decision making um influences are now just being applied into that digital world right um I have no idea it's so hard doing these like completely by myself because there's no reference you know I have nobody to look at it and you know you follow with me or then to ask me questions or whatever so who knows I might look back on this and be like damn I was really just here talking my ass off not even really making sense but You know, hopefully it triggers, like, a little interesting conversation about all of this stuff. But I want to know what you guys think. Like, what do you guys think about the future of VR, the future of the metaverse, and how it's going to change, you know, what we perceive real life to be and just, like, you know, how we operate. I'm like, do you guys think, you know, I'm jumping the gun and even thinking that this VR technology can even extend that far to, you know replicate neurological experiences for us is that jumping ahead too far is that something realistic that we might see in the next 10 years and whatnot like i want to know what you guys think about it um yeah this was a conversation i wanted to get off my chest you know for a long time um and i definitely want to have people like actually on here and you know we have conversations about it and dig a little deeper i've had conversations with some of my friends and they've produce some unique perspective or ask certain questions or made certain comments um or brought background information that just enhances the conversation so there'll definitely be a time and place for all of that but yeah for now i'll just leave y'all with that all right y'all peace